The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. This is the American Greed Podcast, presented by CNBC. I'm Stacy Keach. In this episode of American Greed, Dina Ween-Reese is a Manhattan socialite with a fine art collection worth tens of millions. She loved the money. She loved the splash, the limelight. She loved it. But Reese makes her millions running a scam, employing sexy sales girls to entrap male executives. Bait and switch. At the end of the day, that's what it is. It's purely a bait and switch. Reese's employees say she's the boss from hell. But one day, they get their revenge. She treated people poorly, and, and when push came to shove, she had no friends. In Manhattan, in a palatial six-story mansion, a businesswoman named Dina Ween Reese lives with her husband and three children. She's a socialite, philanthropist, and art collector. But in the early morning of October 28, 2008, Reese's world is about to come crashing down. FBI Special Agent Dennis Halladin is one member of a 50-agent team that knocks on Reese's front door, search warrant in hand. Reese's house is not the typical crime scene. Incredible. Just a, a beautiful home, uh, beautifully furnished, uh, with millions upon millions of dollars of art displayed throughout the home. It, it was museum-like. Reese's art collection is worth an estimated $35 million and includes work by Andy Warhol, Frank Stella, and the piece de resistance, a $10 million Modigliani. The art was basically proceeds of, of crime, so the government can take those assets because it was bought with dirty money. Her precious paintings are packed up, and Dina Ween Reese is arrested for fraud. It's a tabloid scandal that leaves many in high society to wonder what on earth happened? Diarrhea makes you feel weak, wrung out. Why suffer? Kaopectate checks diarrhea. Many doctors recommend it. Kaopectate can be found in many Americans' medicine cabinets. And in 2001, the time-tested brand is managed by Scott Weintraub, an executive at Pharmacia, the large drug company that makes the medicine. Most mornings, Weintraub works out at Pharmacia's corporate gym. So there's this one guy there, Ed, I forgot his last name since. And, you know, some days he'd spot me, some days I'd spot him, and we came, you know, somewhat gym friends, right? I knew him all the time. One day, Ed tells Weintraub about a great opportunity. He knows of a marketing company owned by Dina Ween Reese that runs so-called sampling programs. Handing out free samples of a product can be an effective way to build a brand. And Ed says Reese's company has been fantastic for his sales efforts. You know, it might work for kale pectate. You know, it worked really well. 
would you be interested in me finding, you know, finding the person's card? I said, hey, that'd be great if it worked well for you. I'm sure it worked well for me. Weintraub meets with a young woman named Cheryl, one of Reese's sales reps. The saleswoman touts Reese's national distribution program. It helps big brands penetrate hard-to-reach markets. In the case of Kaopectate, she promises Weintraub she'll get free samples into hundreds of active adult retirement communities. So this sampling program was when someone comes to visit these senior centers, they give them a bag of stuff. And in it, we can put a small sample of Kaopectate. My uh, mother and my father used to live in a senior center, and I went to visit it, and they got a lot of stuff when they moved in. So this is a very, very common program. Weintraub likes what he hears, and it gets even better. More importantly, what I really liked is the convenience store just outside of the neighborhood, so the 7-Eleven, would only stock my brand. So at the time, our biggest competitor was Pepto-Bismol. There would be no Pepto-Bismol on the shelf. It would only be kale pectate. So I was like, hey, we're going to get trial through the free samples, and then if anyone goes to the convenience store to buy it, they have no choice but to buy mine. Sounds like a great deal. <laughs> but as Weintraub will later learn, he's the victim of a bait and switch. Dina Reese isn't interested in promoting Kaopectate. She just wants to get her hands on his goods. She actually makes her money diverting consumer products like soaps, detergents, and drugs. Product diversion is a shadowy business, also known as the gray market. It's unauthorized sales channels that uh, manufacturers don't really use or approve of, uh, but excess product from stores winds up in the gray market and is, is, is sold back into the market. They're on the store shelves of the local store you go to. The gray market can be a legitimate way for distributors or retail chains to sell excess inventory. But the way Dina Ween Reese plays the diversion game, the FBI says, is all smoke and mirrors. It's the perfect world for her to operate in. She cleverly lies. These executives, they suspend their disbelief because they're overwhelmed with her personality, the, the lifestyle she leads, the women that she employs. Canva presents unexplained appearances. It was an ordinary workday until... That presentation appeared out of thin air. Also, it's eerily on brand. Wait, did that agenda just write itself? Words appear, making this unexplainable case... Unexplainable? It's Canva's AI tools. I can generate slides and words in seconds. Really? <clears throat> the real mystery is why I'm only learning this now. Canva.com. Designed for work. Dina Ween-Reese makes millions by diverting consumer products into the gray market. Selling goods in the gray market is not illegal in and of itself. But the FBI believes the way Reese obtains products to sell is based on pure fraud. Ereth Highbloom works for Dina in the marketing department. Central to the scheme, Highbloom says it's a small sales team. They were all beautiful. Educated, smart, um, young, one that can deal with situations and be very clever, was the person that was right for the job. 
The women work out of a high-end boiler room in Reese's Manhattan office, and their hustle is an elaborate bait-and-switch. And they would cold call executives at uh, Fortune 500 companies that uh, had product that she wanted. And typically, it would be a call to someone that was one or two doors down from the CEO, someone that uh, had authority to do deals. The saleswoman says that after a distinguished career in business, Dina Ween Reese is stepping back to devote more time to philanthropy. And she's looking for a steady hand to replace her as chief executive. Reading from a script, the saleswoman says, we have put together a multi-million dollar package. It includes an equity stake in the corporation, as well as a four-year guaranteed salary commitment of $8 million. It presented as an extraordinary opportunity for someone who wanted to be CEO of a company. Call logs show that Reese targets hundreds of executives from the biggest names in consumer goods. The vast majority of execs say they're not interested. But when a man, and it's almost always a man, perks up at the offer, Dina's sales girls know just how to play him. Being a pretty girl and making everything seem to be so fantastic and so perfect and you'll work with me and I will work for you and so on, looked good, you know, and it felt good. I think there was a whiff of sexuality in all of the encounters, whether with the uh, young women on her staff or Dina herself. Uh, I mean, that was, that was how it was portrayed, that uh, there was always this, you know, whiff of sexuality. As the discussion heats up, the saleswoman suggests the target fly out to meet Dina. The goal was to entice them to, to come to New York. If, if they could get them to come to New York, then it was a full court press. And Dina is a master of illusion. She crafts the perfect image, according to former employee Lisa Ginto Vogel. She walks around like she just came off of my photo shoot. She's not a scratch in her shoes. There's not a hair out of place. There's not a, a smudge in her makeup. She's, she looks perfect. In some cases, executives come to New York on their own. Others bring their wives. She would check them into the best hotels, whether it's Four Seasons, World of Astoria, the best hotels. They'd do dinner and a show. Uh, there would be an opportunity to meet some of the heads of her departments, um, many of whom were actors that she had hired for the occasion. And then they typically would come to her residence and meet her husband and her family and uh, get a tour of the house, see her art collection. She would wind them, dine them, give them presents. And the most enticing bait of all, prime real estate. Reese takes the exec and his wife on a tour of luxury penthouse apartments, one of which, she says, will be their new home in Manhattan. They made them feel they're going to be the kings of the world. They will lead this fantastic new company, and they will be at the head of everything. They will be in every magazine. They will be the it that everybody talks about. A master at reading people, Reese knows when the executive and his wife have mentally moved in to their new home. They were at the peak of their pitch. The proposal to do the sampling deal you know, would be given to them. It was almost like quid pro quo. You do this deal and you'll be the CEO. If the executive has any doubts about participating in Dina's program, Dina's crew takes him to a store in New Jersey 
that is supposedly part of her distribution network. The executive's brand is barely visible. But his competition, who has signed on to her program, gets premium shelf space. The idea was that simply they would tell the executive, now, once we have your products, we will display your products the way these ones are displayed. It really looks spectacular, I have to say. Highbloom should know. It's her job to make this fake store sparkle and shine. The store had to look absolutely perfect, spotless, um, a booming business. There's just one small problem. There was no network. She had no network. It was all fictitious. And this is where the gray market comes in. Rather than promoting the goods as promised, Reese takes the goods and sells them to a diverter based in this New Jersey warehouse. She makes a killing because the company she's fooled has sold her the goods at cost. She bought it at such a low price, the 10, 10 cents on the dollar, that yielded extraordinary profits when she sold it. Huge margins, tens of millions of dollars. And that plum CEO job? It never comes never comes. Once the product is delivered, um, the contact uh, with, with the company ceases and it becomes, it's, it, it's just radio silence. They don't return their phone calls, they disappear. Corporate executives aren't the only ones who feel screwed. Welcome to the Canva guided meditation for stress at work. Impending deadline? Generate Canva presentations in seconds. So Brainstorm got too big. Summarize with AI in a click. Writer's block. Release with Canva Magic Write. Magical. Stress less and save time at canva.com. Designed for work. The gray market has been very good to Dina Ween-Reese. She has a luxury condo overlooking Miami Beach, a multi-million dollar waterfront home in the Hamptons. And in Manhattan, the view of the Hudson River from her rooftop terrace is to die for. But down in her boiler room, the natives are restless. As a person, a horror. We sort of refer to her, the hurricane is coming. So everybody trembled. She ruled by fear, by intimidation, by calling your names. It's like you're not yourself with her. You're like a little scared child. Former employees say almost all staff members are pressed into service for Dina's personal and family life. They're expected to babysit for children or pick up a half dozen full-length mings from her furrier. Lisa Ginto Vogel, a bookkeeper, is sent to Dina's home to fetch some concealer. The errand takes longer than usual because it's raining and she can't get a taxi. I was nervous as hell because I know how Dina is. So I walked towards Dina and gave her the concealer and she says, what took you so long? I remember her grabbing it from my hand and I'm like, oh my God, this woman, she's so rough. She wants to see how far she could go with everybody. Hot-tempered, on-the-spot firings are common. One former employee tells American Greed she'd fire you for having a hair out of place. She treated people poorly, and when push came to shove, really, she had no friends. And um, people were cooperative with us because um, 
of how poorly she had treated them. She's just a bad boss. One afternoon, while stocking shelves in the pharmacy they sometimes rent, Erith Highbloom falls off a ladder and twists her ankle. And I was in pain. And really, it was really messy. And I got back to Manhattan, and I stayed home for several days. And then I got this email which says, uh, you are terminated. In screaming all caps, the email reads, Erith, we have called you every day in the last week to tell you you are officially terminated. Knowing that an executive is scheduled to tour the fake store, Highbloom decides to go there to rain on their charade. I came into the store. I walked to him. I introduced myself. I told him I'm an ex-employee, but I'm here just to show him and tell him that all this is just an elaborate scam. So they started saying to him, oh, she's crazy, she's mentally unstable, she's an ex-employee, disfronted, don't, don't pay any attention to her. And they really pulled him out of the store and took him um, to the limo and drove him away. And this is when I decided I'm going to write the letters. Highbloom sends fraud alerts to dozens of companies that have recently been contacted by Reese's sales team. It was more the realization of the fact that, my goodness, there's so many people, you know, that she is really uh, doing a lot of harm to. At least let me warn them. Once she sounds the alarm, civil lawsuits in which defrauded companies sue Reese for damages begin to pile up. One of the biggest is brought by Roche Pharmaceuticals, which loses $12 million of product. The lawsuit catches the eye of the Indianapolis FBI and Special Agent Dennis Halligan. He suspects that what Reese is doing isn't just a questionable business practice, it's a criminal fraud. She went to extraordinary lengths to, to, to hide uh, really what she was doing, who she was. Halligan discovers scores of fake names used by Dina Reese. Because she had been sued so many times, she needed to, to, to use aliases. Halligan follows the money and discovers more than 100 bank accounts and 228 shell companies. She had a shell company for every deal. She had hundreds of shell companies, hundreds of bank accounts, and they were one-off. Uh, she'd used the shell company one time for that deal to buy and sell the product, and that was it. It was disposable. So an elaborate uh, process to, to kind of foil uh, any kind of follow-up. In the final analysis, Halliden believes about 160 companies have been defrauded for as much as $80 million. She had investments, but I, I never really uh, was able to find any income apart from the scheme. That was her full-time business. On October 28, 2008, 50 FBI agents searched Dina Reese's home. They seized her antique furniture, jewelry, and artwork, including that $10 million Modigliani. The FBI hopes to get restitution for her victims. Dina Ween Reese is charged with six counts of wire fraud. She eventually pleads guilty to one count and awaits her punishment. Though her victims are huge corporations, the human toll extends beyond the C-suite. Scott Weintraub manages to keep his job at Pharmaceum 
But for the rest of his time there, he says he has the Midas touch in reverse. You know, that year, like, I got slammed on my performance review. I got a worse budget. Like, the whole year is like, you know, anything that went a little bit wrong, they just assumed I did something wrong. Weintraub is purely a victim and builds a successful career elsewhere. But Ed, his gym buddy, is fired. I think it was a career-ending uh, mistake for, for the vast majority. Some of Reese's artwork is sold at auction and $7 million is returned as restitution to her victims. Though she runs the fraud for more than a decade, Dina Ween Reese is sentenced to just 19 months in prison. A year and a half for Dina is like an eternity because she needed to stop her lifestyle just so she knows she is responsible, that it maybe penetrates, that she is doing something wrong, that she's not invincible, that there are consequences to what she does. I feel good about the fact that at the end, she was held accountable for something. Thanks for listening to the American Read Podcast presented by CNBC. I'm Stacy Keach. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools.